You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to day number eight. We are continuing in the book of Genesis in chapters 17 through 18. Abram gets a name change to Abraham. Why? Well, you'll have to stay with us to find out. And now Abraham has some supernatural visitors who have some things to tell him. Something so crazy and makes Abraham's wife laugh at the Lord. But the Lord isn't laughing. When God tells Abraham he's about to destroy the city of Sodom, Abraham gets into a little bit of a debate with God. Ever so humbly, of course. Which way is it going to go? Is it possible we can bargain with God and help change his mind? We're also continuing in the New Testament and the book of Matthew, and Jesus continues preaching to the people. And this segment has quite a bit of warnings, such as not putting worldly things in front of the Lord, but putting his kingdom first. He warns people about criticizing others and judging others. And there was a very important golden rule in chapter 7, verse 12. He also warns about the narrow path that leads to salvation, especially in chapter 7, verse 22, when Jesus says that on the last day, many will call him Lord, but he will just turn them away. Stay with us to hear more details on this and other topics. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Genesis chapter 17. God's promise to Abraham. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God all-powerful. Live the way I show you, and always do what is right. Then I will make an agreement with you. I will promise to give you more descendants than you can imagine. And Abram bowed down with his face to the ground before God, and God said, This is my part of the agreement I am making with you. I will make you the father of many nations. I will change your name from Abram to Abraham because I am making you the father of many nations. I will give you many descendants. New nations and kings will come from you. I will keep my promise to you and your descendants, an agreement that will never end. I will be your God and the God of all your descendants. You live here in Canaan now as an immigrant, but I will give this whole land to you and all your descendants. This land will always belong to your people, and I will be their God. Then God said to Abraham, My agreement is with you and all your descendants, so you must all keep your part of the agreement. You and your descendants must circumcise every male in your family. Removing this extra skin will be a sign to show that there is an agreement between me and you. From now on, whenever a baby boy is eight days old, you must circumcise him. You must also circumcise those among you who are not your offspring. All your male slaves must be circumcised, whether they were born in your homes or bought from someone else. So the bodies of your men will have a mark 
to remind you of my agreement, which will last forever. Any man who is not circumcised will be cut off from his people for breaking this agreement with me. Isaac, the Promised Son God said to Abraham, I want you to stop using the name Sarai for your wife. From now on, her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and give you a son from her. She will be the mother of new nations. Some of her descendants will be kings. Abraham bowed face down on the ground, but he began to laugh when he thought, How can I have a son when I am 100 years old? I know Sarah cannot have a child at her age. She's almost 90. Then he said to God, Why not bless Ishmael to be the son you promised? God said, No, I said that your wife Sarah will have a son. You will name him Isaac. I will make my agreement with him and all his descendants, an agreement that will last forever. You mentioned Ishmael, and I urge you. I will bless him, and he will have many descendants. He will be the father of twelve great leaders, and his family will become a great nation. But I will make my agreement with Isaac, the son Sarah will give you. He will be born at the same time next year. When he finished talking with Abraham, God left him. That same day, Abraham did what God told him to do. He gathered all the men and boys living among his people. He circumcised Ishmael, all the males born in his camp, and the slaves he had bought. Both Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised that day. Abraham was 99, and Ishmael was 13. On that day, all the men and boys in Abraham's camp were circumcised. This included all the slaves born in his camp, and all the slaves he had bought. Genesis chapter 18, Three Visitors Later, the Lord again appeared to Abraham near the famous oak trees of Mamre. It was the hottest part of the day and Abraham was sitting at the entrance of his tent. He looked up and saw three men standing nearby. As soon as he saw them, he ran to welcome them. He bowed low to the ground before them, Abraham said. Sure, please stay a while and let me serve you. I will have someone bring water so that all of you can wash your feet and rest under this tree. I will get some food to give you strength for the rest of your journey. You have honored me with your visit, so let me serve you. They said, Do as you wish. Abraham ran back to the tent where Sarah was and said, Hurry, get a big sack of our best flour and make some bread. Then Abraham ran out to where his herd of cattle was chose one of his best young calves and gave it to a servant who quickly prepared it for the meal. Abraham took the meat with some milk and cheese and set them down in front of the men. And he stood nearby as they sat under the tree and ate. The man asked Abraham, Where is your wife, Sarah? 
Abraham said. She is there in the tent. Then one of them said, I will come back next year about this time. By then, Sarah will have her son. Not far away, Sarah was listening from the entrance of the tent. Abraham and Sarah were very old. Sarah was past the age for having children. So she laughed to herself and said, I am a tired old woman and my husband is even older. It is too late for me to have such pleasure. Then the Lord said to Abraham, Sarah laughed and said she was too old to have a baby. Why did she laugh and say that? Is anything too difficult for the Lord? As I said, I will come back this time next year. By then, Sarah will have a son. When Sarah heard this, she was afraid. So she said, I did not laugh. But the Lord said, That is not true. You did laugh. Abraham asks God to change his plan. The three men prepared to leave and started walking towards Sodom. Abraham walked with them to a place where they could see the city in the distance below. There he planned to tell them goodbye. The Lord said to himself, I should tell Abraham what I am going to do to Sodom. Abraham is the beginning of a great and powerful nation, and through him blessings will come to all the nations on earth. Yes, I must tell him, because I have chosen him. I want him to teach his children and all his descendants to live the way the Lord wants. You must do what is right and fair to everyone. Then I, the Lord, will do for Abraham all I have promised. Then the Lord said to Abraham, I have heard many complaints from those who have been mistreated by the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. They have done many terrible things. I will go down and see for myself whether or not all these complaints are true. Then the two men turned and walked on towards Sodom. But Abraham stayed there to speak to the Lord. Coming close, Abraham asked, When you punish Sodom, will you really destroy the innocent people together with those who are guilty? What if there are 50 good people in that city? Will you still destroy it? Surely you will spare the city for the 50 good people. I cannot believe that you would destroy it. You would not kill 50 good people to punish the guilty ones. If that happened, the good people would get the same punishment as those who are evil. I am sure you would not do that. You are the judge of all people on earth. So I know you will do what is right. The Lord replied, If I find 50 good people in Sodom, I will spare the whole city to keep those 50 people safe. Then Abraham said, I know I am only a man and have no right to speak to you like this, my Lord. Please forgive my boldness, but what if there are less than 50 people good in Sodom? What if you can find only 45? Will you still destroy the whole city? The Lord said. 
If I find 45 good people there, I will not destroy the city. Abraham spoke again. What if you find uh, only 40 good people there? The Lord said. If there are 40 good people there, I will not destroy the city. Then Abraham said, Oh Lord, please don't be angry with me, but let me ask you again. What if you find only 30 good people? The Lord said, If I find 30 good people there, I will not destroy the city. Abraham said, Oh Lord, please forgive me for being so bold and speaking to you this way, but what if you find only 20 good people? The Lord answered, For 20 good people, I will not destroy the city. Then Abraham said, Oh Lord, please don't be angry with me, but let me ask you this one last time. What if you find only 10 good people there? The Lord said, If I find 10 good people, I will not destroy the city. When the Lord finished speaking to Abraham, he left, and Abraham went back home. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. Jesus is preaching to the crowd. So I tell you, don't worry about the things you need to live, what you will eat, drink, or wear. Life is more than what you eat and more than what you wear. Look at the birds. They don't plant, harvest, or save food in barns. But your heavenly Father feeds them. Don't you know you are worth much more than they are? You cannot add any time to your life by worrying about it. And why do you worry about clothes? Look at the wildflowers in the field. See how they grow. They don't work or make clothes for themselves. But I tell you that even Solomon, the great and rich king, was not dressed as beautifully as one of these flowers. God makes what grows in the field so beautiful. What do you think he will do for you? It's just grass. One day it's alive, and the next day someone throws it into a fire. God cares enough to make it beautiful. Surely he will do much more for you. Your faith is so small. Don't worry and say, what will we eat or What will we drink or what will we wear? That's what those people who don't know God are always thinking about. Don't worry, because your Father in Heaven knows that you need all these things. Your first concern should always be God's kingdom and whatever He considers good and right. Then He will give you all these other things you need. So don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And don't judge others, and God will not judge you. If you judge others, you will be judged the same way you judge them. God will deal with you the same way you deal with others. Why do you see the small piece of dust 
that is in your friend's eye. But you don't notice the big piece of wood that is in your own. Why do you say to your friend, let me get that piece of dust out of your eye? Look at yourself first. You still have that big piece of wood in your own eye. You are a hypocrite. First, take the wood out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to get the dust out of your friend's eye. Don't give something that is holy to dogs. They will only turn and hurt you. And don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will only step on them. Continue to ask and God will give to you. Continue to search and you will find. Continue to knock and the door will open for you. Yes, whoever continues to ask will receive. Whoever continues to look will find. Whoever continues to knock will have the door open for them. Do any of you have a son? If he asked for bread, would you give him a rock? Or if he asked for a fish, would you give him a snake? <laughs> of course not. You people are so bad, but you still know how to give good things to your children. So surely your heavenly father will give good things to those who ask him. Do for others what you would want them to do for you. This is the meaning of the law of Moses, the teaching of the prophets. You can enter true life only through the narrow gate. The gate to ruin is very wide. And there is plenty of room on the road that leads there. Many people go that way. The gate that opens the way to true life is narrow. And the road that leads there is hard to follow. Only a few people find it. Be careful about false prophets. They come to you looking gentle like sheep. They are really dangerous like wolves. You will know these people because of what they do. Good things don't come from people who are bad. Just as grapes don't come from thorn bushes and figs don't come from thorny weeds. In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit and bad trees produce bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Every tree that does not produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. You will know these false people by what they do. Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter God's kingdom. The only people who will enter are those who do what my Father in heaven wants. On that last day, many will call me Lord. They will say, Lord, by the power of your name, we spoke God's message. And by your name, we forced out demons and did many miracles. Then I will tell those people clearly, get away from me. You people who do wrong, I never knew you. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 through 19. Advice to a son. My son, listen to your father when he corrects you, and don't ignore what your mother teaches you. What you learn from your parents will bring you honor and respect. 
like a crown or a gold medal. My son, those who love to do wrong will try to trick you. Don't listen to them. They will say, Come with us and let's hide and beat to death anyone who happens to walk by. We'll swallow them whole as the grave swallows the dying. We will take everything they have and fill our houses with stolen goods. So join us. We'll share with you everything we get. My son, don't follow them. Don't even take the first step along that path. They run to do something evil. They cannot wait to kill someone. Even birds will avoid a trap if they see you spreading the net. But these people get caught in their own trap. They plan to hurt others, but they only hurt themselves. This is what happens to those who are greedy. Whatever they get destroys them. Thank you, everyone. That was day number eight. Be sure to join us for day nine, where we go into Genesis chapters 19 through 20. They say Sodom is a very evil place with an extremely high crime rate and a lot of sick and twisted people there. And guess what? In episode nine, we're going there with Abraham and some angels on a rescue mission to pull out the few safe people before God completely destroys the place. And then we'll fast forward where Abraham travels to Canaan. And I don't know, his wife seems to be older in age, but she must still be pretty beautiful because Abraham decides to pretend he's her brother again. And so King Abimelech takes her as his wife. Let's see how that goes. And we'll also be jumping into Matthew chapter 7 through 8 as Jesus finishes his sermon and begins the other part of his ministry, and that's healing people. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.